It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome back. Spartan Pride Podcast. Fans first sports network. I am Jonathan Shaw. How about your bye week? That's right. Bye week complete. Back to business. Hybrid show here in the middle of the week. We're going to go around the world of college football, but we're going to talk a little more Michigan State than we usually do. Since we were off Monday, given there was no game to recap. If you didn't already, you want to check out last Friday's show with Hondo Carpenter, our final look back at the 2013 Michigan State football Spartans. What a team, what a year, what a layer or two of insight from both of us, but more Hondo than me, stuff you had not heard before. Stories from inside the program, inside the locker room, inside the coaching staff that really make for a fun look back. Chase It Again is the name of the Substack series for Spartan Pride podcast. What that is, is a reposting of all the articles I wrote in 2013 with a little bit of afterthought looking back now, 10 years gone. And yes, that is a nod to Led Zeppelin. Always nod Led Zeppelin when you can. What a way to wrap it up with Hondo. Check that out if you haven't already. For you youngsters out there that didn't see it or were really young, now you're in it deep. Good time to check that stuff out. Plenty to say here this week as we look around college football, but I'm going to reach back for a second and just caution all of you out there as you consume your information about Spartan football, really consider the sources you're listening to and try to get to the heart of the matter as this season develops and the coaching search continues. It used to be a big deal to get a press credential. You used to have to be used to have to work, you used to have to be there a while where you were, then maybe you get a credential 
And then all of a sudden you're in, you're at the game, you're covering the game. Maybe you're working as a producer. Maybe you're doing some kind of helpful reporting, et cetera. That's not the way it is anymore. And that's fine. I don't have necessarily a problem with that, but you got to be careful what you hear and what you consume around the media landscape, because the media really, the word media is really blurred at this time. Anybody has a microphone, has an outlet. And for those of you out there listening from other shows, great. Thanks for checking us out. The only thing I ask is if you get an idea or you hear a thought, whether we're talking about the coaching search or Mel Tucker's contract or whatever it would be, just credit the show. If you're going to take an idea and run with it and put it out there, go ahead and at least credit the show or reach out to me and have me on your show. I'd be glad to come on and explain what I thought, how I got there, and we can chop it up a bit. This does happen sometimes, folks. So I just thought, well, it's probably a good time to, to say that, considering what's coming in the future and what's already come about. First time something like that happened to me way, way back. For the older folks that remember Kelvin Torbert, the number one basketball player of the country recruit, came to Michigan State, had a good career, but he struggled early. He was shooting his jump shots on the way down. Uh, I pointed that out in the... Um, in the old media center in the Breslin Center, which is basically downstairs square room. And uh, we were just talking a handful of media from the Lansing area. And a couple of days later, I heard on air this take and heard it on the radio. And that was all good and fine. But it's like, uh, hey, man, you should have mentioned that you were talking about that with me. And I pointed that out. That would have been fine. No big deal. But this happens a lot more now than ever. You've got to consider your information source. You've got to consider the validity and the quality of it. You got to keep an eye out and make sure that what you're hearing is an original thought and not just something somebody heard somewhere else and then repackaged as their own take. Not a big deal, folks. This is the world that we live in in 2023. This is the Spartan Pride Podcast. You're on the Fans First Sports Network. You do need to take a look around. Are you a Pirates fan? Are you Arizona Diamondbacks fan on the run here? Vancouver Canucks, whatever it is, take a look around, different college, different pro teams. Check out some of those shows as well. Stick here only if you are crazy in love with Michigan State football and college football and Michigan State athletics. And if you can handle the straight business that we talk here, I'm going to give it to you straight. No sugar coating. We'll talk about Katen Hauser's first start that should be coming this weekend at Saturday next on the Spartan Pride Podcast. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. If you haven't heard recently on this show, I've told you that Kaden Hauser has to start this week at Rutgers. Harlan Barnett doesn't have a chance. If you listen to Coach Barnett this week, he practically admitted that the ball club had a chance to win the last two games. They kind of danced around it. The, the reason that they didn't, in part, was they didn't get a chance to because he did not change the quarterback when it was called for and necessary. Now, the first week, Maryland game, I, I guess you give a pass, but it doesn't sound like it necessarily passed too far inside a Spartan football building. 
thought this looks like a game that the coaching staff feels like they should have had a chance to win, and they're correct. The Iowa game, I believe, was lost because Barnett did not make a change at the quarterback position. It's not all on the quarterback. That's not what we're saying here. But the quarterback change is the number one thing you can do in the middle of a game to affect the outcome and the movement of your offense. I don't necessarily wish that was the case, but it is the reality and it is the case, especially at the college level. Barnett should have got Caden Hauser in the game in the second quarters of each. In reality, in the Iowa game, he should have probably been staying in the game from that point, assuming some mild success. Michigan State has to find out what Caden Hauser can do. Probably Sam Levitt, too, at some point during the season, if it makes sense. It's not easy anymore, folks, going in to start a game at Rutgers. This is a serious outfit with some serious beef. They are also the 14th ranked total defense in the country to this point. So if you're expecting that Michigan State's just going to show up and Kate Hauser's going to start and they're going to move the ball, that's not going to happen necessarily. But it's time to find out what Hauser has. Barnett has no choice. He's already dinged up his potential head coaching uh, resume with these first two weeks. If he, for some reason fails to do so again and it doesn't go well if noah kim starts and it goes badly then he puts hauser in and it turns around that, that that's not great either coach b has to learn on the fly he's going to do the right thing by starting hauser this week 14th in total defense is what rutgers has the other key numbers i look at are scoring defense and of course rushing defense rushing defense is probably the one that we're going to take closest look at because Michigan State <laughs> you're not going to run out a new quarterback and just throw the ball over the yard unless you've got an unbelievable talent Rutgers is 40th in the country stopping the run that means it's going to be tough sledding it's not going to necessarily be easy to move the ball on them now their opponents are who they are and were but this is a serious outfit 13th in scoring defense so this is a game Michigan State's going to have a hard time getting past 24 points, just as you look at it on paper. It's going to be interesting to see what Caten Hauser can do, and he's got to be in there for Michigan State this week. They've got to find out what he can do. Now, one guy that won't be there is Jordan Simmons. I'm going to tell you why I'm honestly surprised Simmons stuck around as long as he did. Coming back soon on the Spartan Pride Podcast. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Jordan Simmons is the last big recruit for the Mark D'Antonio era, and he comes from a very serious football family in Georgia. Uh, you may have heard of his brother, Tyler, who played in the NFL with the Pittsburgh Steelers. You may have heard Jordan Simmons' history in the state of Georgia. He broke a whole lot of weightlifting and athletic records. During his time, in Georgia, a little bit north and a little bit west of 
Atlanta. Simmons hesitated at first to come to Michigan State after Mel Tucker was named. He had a chance to go a lot of places, and he was, a, I believe, a high four-star, which basically means had he been recruited by the right schools, he'd have been tapped with a fifth star. I'm surprised Simmons stayed at Michigan State as long as he did, just to cut to the chase. I really am. I, I'm surprised that he returned to campus at all this year. Simmons grew frustrated, in my understanding, with the coaching staff because they were not clear what they wanted from him. This is a guy with a lot of athletic skill and prowess, so if he goes on to have success at his next school, it will not be a surprise. Did they want him lean so he could cut and gash through holes? Did they want him strong to be a power back? He couldn't get a straight answer, and I don't think he felt like he got a real chance to compete. So out the door he goes at this point, which seems like the right time to do it. Again, I'm surprised he even returned in the first place. I'm not sure how many more defections there will be from this football program, but this is the least surprising one of whatever there will be from this point. I had heard uh, through the grapevine more than a year ago that Simmons was not happy, and I honestly presumed that he wouldn't be coming back. It's a testament to how great the experience was at Michigan State that he came back, and I hope he's got a big future. Now, he may end up somewhere like Georgia Tech. He may end up somewhere else, um, I suppose, anywhere across the country. But if you're looking for Jordan Simmons to follow him, I would be looking you know, at the states of Tennessee, over to the, the coast maybe of Georgia and then south, I would think he's going to end up somewhere down there. And do not be surprised if he has a lot of success. There is a huge athletic lineage in his family, and he's got a lot of physical skills. We're going to go around college football now. We got to start with just one of the worst coaching decisions you've ever seen. I had to double click my eyes on this one. Did you see the end of the Miami game last week? We're going to talk about that next Spartan Pride podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It was an interesting scene in Miami on Saturday night. There was rain in the air and looking down at the ticker and flipping around on my multiple screen outlets, I saw Georgia Tech was hanging with Miami. Huh, interesting. Kind of expect it'll go back the Canes way and it looked like it did. They came back, took the lead, less than a minute to go. Georgia Tech's out of timeouts. All they got to do is take a knee. Somehow, somebody in Miami, and it starts at the top with Mario Cristobal, somebody made the wrong call. For some reason, they went to run the ball. I'm not sure everybody on the field knew what was going on. They, Miami didn't look like they were totally into it or sure. Next thing you know, Georgia Tech rips out the ball. 
Georgia Tech drives down the field. Again, Miami had already flipped the switch to off. This game is over. If they kneel, Miami loses. With one second remaining, they lose 20-17. to 17. What a firestorm. This is one of those things where you're glad that your campus is 45 minutes away from the stadium. Immediately after, you can imagine, people are saying, what in the world has gone on there? Sean Dawson is the offensive coordinator at Miami. What, what, what are you doing? Mario Cristobal, you're the head coach. What's going on? Well, the blame game has been passed around, but Cristobal says, I take, I'm sorry, I'll take full ownership and not taking the knee and giving them the opportunity to have a couple extra plays and preventing us from sealing the win. Both coaches and players showed up with a tremendous attitude to get right back to work. Well, that's good. Uh, let me just cut through the chase on this one for you all, and you can figure this out. This is not a mistake you're going to get to make a second time. Whether it's an offensive coordinator, a head coach, you're not, you're not going to get to make this mistake a second time. It was unreal and ridiculous to see. What a break for Georgia Tech. They had a fine night just hanging in there. The weather played a role. They're playing in there and hanging in there. You're like, this is this, what's going on here? And then all of a sudden, they completely are gifted that ball game. It did remind me, it reminds me slightly of La Tech beating John L. Smith's Spartans way back when, 2003, a little bit, but not the same. This is one of the worst calls you've ever seen to raise a game. It's a generational thing. What I mean by that is, I hope you enjoyed it. Go ahead and check it out again because we're not going to see anything like that happen in a long time. Now, way, way, way too late at night, there was a game out west that I want to talk about, and that was a real thriller between Arizona and Southern Cal. Now, you're saying, wait a second, how was that game even close? That's a good question. The reason it was close was Southern Cal apparently looked right beyond Arizona and didn't stop anybody. So all of a sudden, they got into a shootout, and guess what? And then Wildcats kept shooting. It's pretty crazy to see. You could see from the start of this one that this was not necessarily going to be easy for Southern Cal. They were down 17-10 at half, and there was really no sign that this was going to, going to slow down too much. It goes into overtime. It goes into overtime three sessions. And Southern Cal ends up winning 43 to 41 extremely late at night. So before anybody thinks Southern Cal is ready to be a big dog and complete because they've got Caleb Williams, who's a, a, a good quarterback. I'm not sure how unbelievably great he is. Take a step back and realize Arizona racked up 506 yards on Southern Cal at Southern Cal, 41 points, took him into three overtimes. This is a bit of an alarm for Southern Cal. And this is a good thing for Notre Dame because up next for the Trojans is a trip to South Bend at 7.30 this Saturday night. Seems like a good time to kick off our pick six right there. Southern Cal at Notre Dame. There's always pressure in this game. Does Marcus Freeman need to win this? I don't think so. 
I think Southern Cal needs to win it a little bit more, especially after they almost tripped and fell last week. I think Southern Cal is going to out, essentially just outscore Notre Dame. If you're looking for something that really matters, let's see the time of possession. Notre Dame's going to try to slow this game down, and they should. Southern Cal is going to try to speed it up, and they should, because they know in a track meet they're going to stretch out past Notre Dame probably a little bit further than they did last week with the guys from Arizona. Also around the sport this weekend, you've got a couple that are interesting. Syracuse at Florida State is interesting only because Syracuse has done pretty well as an underdog, and there's a chance that Florida State will be a little bit sleepy. It's a noon kickoff. Maybe they look past them. Everything's going so well at, at Free Shoe U, if you're a member of the old Steve Spurrier line. Keep an eye on that one. Let's see if Syracuse can make that close. Oregon is at Washington at 3.30. This looks like a tremendous game. I think Oregon's coming off a bye. Washington's coming off of a bit of a stumble, but a predictable one at UCLA. And this one is kind of stand and deliver for the Huskies. They need to win or they're going to have some problems. They're going to start basically a two-game losing streak, and who knows what happens from there. Texas A&M is at Tennessee. Texas A&M comes off a loss to Alabama, 26-20. to Tennessee at home. Tennessee really in a situation where it's, they're 4-1 in the, in, the in the SEC. They're in the East. Last time they were out, they took care of South Carolina. A little break. Now Texas A&M is coming to town. Keep an eye on this one. It's going to be a good measure of how much better Texas A&M got and maybe hungrier after what they had to deal with the loss last week and, and what Tennessee is really made of because I don't think we're sure yet. And as you know from our talk before the season starts, I really like not ranking anybody until probably the last weeks of October. So we are going to start to see the separation and see kind of who is who, who is man, who is mouse as these things keep going and going. I do like Auburn at LSU. There's some discomfort that seems to be brewing at LSU. There's also not really momentum, but, you know, Auburn, new head coach, Hugh Freeze, they're into the season now. They know what's going on. They played Georgia very tough, 27-20 loss. This is one to watch out for. Auburn may be able to get some things done. And then out west, not too late this time, 8 o'clock game, UCLA going up to Oregon State. What kind of momentum does UCLA have from knocking off Washington? How does Washington compare as an opponent to Oregon State? And what is Oregon State going to do with a little attention? Now, I'm not sure how much attention you can feel up in Corvallis, Oregon. It's a small place. But I imagine they got a little salt and vinegar for their friends from UCLA who are off to the Big Ten next year. And they've got 10 million people in the county that their school is in. There aren't 10 million people in the state of Oregon, as far as I know. So keep an eye on that one at 8 o'clock this coming Saturday night. Some good stuff coming as we're getting into these double digits of October. And for the Spartans, it's going to be a noon kick, of course, at Rutgers. I'm going to be back with you probably Friday, maybe Saturday, but probably Friday to preview Michigan State at Rutgers. This is the Spartan Pride Podcast. I'm Jonathan Shop. Thanks for joining me. Take a look around the Fans First Network. 
and I will talk to you soon.